Setting Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. If in the past you did someone wrong, you can go to them, if possible, and apologize. Simply say, this is what I did to you and I see now that it's wrong. I'm sorry and I apologize. Then take leave. Don't ask them to forgive you. Only God forgives. Clear the air, take leave, and go about your life. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is The Noble Knight. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi everyone, this is Roland. Welcome. The theme for this year is Becoming Free in 2023. You know, isn't it about time that you became free? Free from your judgments, your angers, your resentments, and everything that goes with those. And I'm going to answer a question in just a moment that came in on the listener call in line. But I just want you to know that so many of your emotional problems and even your physical problems, and of course your family problems and every other kind of problem, are related to your wrong reaction to other people. Now, when you were a little child, you were born into a family which undoubtedly there was injustice. There was a lack of understanding. Maybe your mom did the best she could and your dad did the best he could, but somehow they messed up somehow. And you resented them for it. And ever since, you've been going around resenting other people and judging them. And the problem with that is that, let me see if I can make it very clear to you. The problem with that is not so much what you have done to other people. Yeah, you've been unfair with people. You've been cruel to them. You've rejected them as they rejected you, and you hated them as they hated you, and you, you were angry at them, and so on. Maybe you betrayed some people. You betrayed your, your partner. You betrayed your kids. You betrayed principle. Yeah, you did that, didn't you? You could have stood for what was right. You could have been the noble knight standing for what's right, and how people would have respected you. But you didn't want to rock the boat. You didn't want to lose any perks. And you weren't sure of yourself. And so you caved in and you see the result. Nobody respects you. Yeah, some people pretend to respect you. They may feel sorry for you. They may have contempt for you. They may like you because they can use you. You're easy to be around because you don't have a fire in your belly. You don't have the spark of truth that awakens people. And it shines. So, yeah, you've done all of that. But that's not your biggest error. Your biggest error, if you're like most people, if you're like everyone, although some people find their way back, you've fallen away from your Creator. The bottom line is, the relationship with Him is really the only one that matters. If you had a right relationship with God, then all of your other relationships would be right also. But without him, you crave love and you're needy. And so you use people to support your ego, to support your pride. And sooner or later, they discover it. And they resent you for it. But they too are guilty because they've been doing the same thing. And they're guilty for resenting you. And so everybody is guilty. And where is the person who has love? 
So it's your relationship with your creator that you have to reestablish. That's the most important. Do you remember David? God loved David. God said that David was a man after his own heart. So what did David say? He said, against you only have I sinned. David understood that the things we do to other people, yeah, they're not so good. But it's ultimately God whom we sin against. So you've got to make a right relationship with your Creator. If you want to become free in 2023, you have to find a right relationship with Him. Then He will show you how to have a right relationship with other people. And what is a right, how does a right relationship with your Creator begin? How does it begin? It begins, what was it that Christ said when he first stepped out upon the stage in that beautiful little place where he lived? And what about John the Baptist? What did he say? What did they say? They said, repent and believe, for the kingdom of God is at hand. So, repent, they said. Well, how do you do that? Well, there's only one way that you can repent, and actually you can't repent yourself. God repents you. The only way is when God draws near, and you see your own wrong in the light, and you regret what you see. And instead of trying to duck the truth, instead of trying to cover it up, instead of trying to make excuses and rationale and justify what you did and blame someone else, and instead of reaching for the marijuana or reaching for the alcohol or reaching for your iPhone or reaching for, the, for music or reaching for a nice book to read, instead of reaching for anything or reaching for the support of other people, you just stand there or sit there and bear the pain of seeing your own wrong. And then a wonderful thing happens. Your soul, upon seeing its wrong and not trying to duck it, without resenting it, without resenting the light for showing it its wrong, your soul begins to feel sad it begins to feel a remorse upon seeing what it, it's, its own wrong. And your soul stands there. It's a helpless sadness. You see that you're wrong, but you see that you can't change yourself. And you just see that you're wrong, and you're sorry, and you shed a tear. And that is God repenting you in his light. He's repenting you, his presence, his light. It's actually his love. Is his love? His love is what makes you feel bad. Have you ever done someone wrong and they, and then they were kind to you and it made you feel, it was like they were heaping coals upon your head. It made you feel worse. Well, God's love is so, is so beautiful that in his love, you see your own wrong and all you can do is be sorry. But you know what? It's a sad glad. You're sad to see your own wrong, but you're glad to see it. 
You just want to come clean. You don't want to hate people anymore. You don't want to resent people anymore. You just want to come clean. And that is the beginning of a right relationship with your creator. All right? I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person, and I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. You can hear past programs by going to SheddingShackles.com and clicking on the icon Listen. That's SheddingShackles.com and click on the icon Listen. Now, what I want to do is uh, take a call. Let's take a call that came in on our listener call-in line. Hi, Pastor Roland. This is Zach from Lexington, Nebraska. And I had a question as I'm walking, and we're trying my best to walk in the steps of Christ, is, is it okay to preach the gospel when... I still have a log in my eye and am not living it out perfectly. Is, is that still okay? That was my question for you today. Thank you and God bless. That's an honest question and a thoughtful one. So the answer, the, the short answer is yes and no. Yes and no, that's the answer. Okay, let's go on to the next call. No, I'm just kidding. Here's my answer. You know, especially as a, as a father, it's nice to talk about important things, to speak meaningfully and thoughtfully about, uh, about life and about important things. And as a father, it's your duty to point things out, not with anger, not with resentment, but just point things out. Point out error. Just don't be too preachy. And, set a good example, it's your duty. So, as a father, if you were just to talk about foolish things and silly things and just talk about football and just talk about sports and just talk about the weather and all these shallow things, well, that wouldn't be good. So, yeah, it's good to talk about important things. And what's more important than talking about the meaning of life and honor and principle and virtue? But just don't be too preachy. The problem with preaching is that it almost always has some kind of a goal. It's often pre-planned. It's often some kind of a canned presentation. Something you read, something you heard, something somebody said, and with some agenda, it ruins it. It must be spontaneous, especially if you're a parent and especially if you're a dad. How many parents talk at their children instead of to them? It has to be from the heart. It has to be spontaneous. It has to be without pre-planning. It has to be without a goal, without trying to have an effect. And then it's pure. And when it's pure, it can reach the heart of another person. But don't try to reach their heart. Just speak the truth. Speak what comes to you in the moment. If nothing comes to you, then don't say anything. And if you should say something and there's anger in it, then just 
immediately say, I'm sorry about the anger, but I'm still right about what I said. But in case you're not right, maybe as you begin to check with your conscience and check with your heart and become quiet and get closer to God, maybe you will see that you haven't been right. You've been impatient. You haven't been there for your child or you've been pressuring your child or you've put your child in an environment where there's a lot of pressure. When you see that you're not right, then don't try to force other people to see you in a good light when you're not right. Instead, quietly admit. Admit to others what you did or what you failed to do. Apologize. And then say from now on, it'll be different. Have a heart. Remember the old song, you got to have a heart. Well, have a heart. Now, I've kind of talked about the role of, of a father who stands for what's right and talks about important things, and his wife respects him. His kids respect him. Other people respect him. But now let's, let's talk about strangers. What is your obligation to strangers? Well, you don't have an obligation to strangers, the same kind of obligation that you have for your family. See, with your family, you, have, you, you need to point things out, and you have to be there for them, you see. But for strangers, if you see a stranger making an error, for example, it's not always your place to say anything. If they're talking in a foolish way or they're saying something that's not quite right, it's not always your place to say anything. It wouldn't be wise. It would be misinterpreted or you would be out of place. You see what I mean? But occasionally, there's a little opening, and you can use the little opening. Now, this is very important. When you go out in the world, you mustn't have any goal in mind other than just to do what is right for each, each and every moment. What you know in your heart is right. See, God gives us something called intuition. God gives you intuition so that you can wordlessly know. And then what is righteous comes forth. So the only goal in your mind, if you have a goal, would be to do what's right for every moment. To remember your Creator and to do what is right. To do what is fair. But you don't know what right is. You don't know what fair is. How many times do parents mess it up? When they should be firm, they're, they're too easygoing. But when they should be kind and gentle, they're too firm. So they get it all backwards sometimes. So the right word with the right timing is the most beautiful thing. This is Jeremiah Trujillo. I'm also a pianist and played all of the music that you hear on Shedding Shackles, such as the one you're hearing now, Amazing Grace, in an arrangement by Jack Schrader. Thanks for listening. It mustn't have any goal, no agenda. It must just trip off of your tongue spontaneously without pre-planning. See, if your ego 
gets in the way. If you think, well, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to win these people over, or I'm going to make, I'm going to teach my child a lesson, or I'm going to develop his character, or I'm going to, um, I'm going to try to tell them about this Bible verse. If you have a goal in your mind, then you, your ego is so big. People, your ego gets in the way. What was it that Zig Ziglar, you remember Zig Ziglar? He was a great sales trainer. And sometimes with parents, especially or when we're a boss. Zig Ziglar said that one person said about another, what you are speaks so loudly, I can't hear what you're saying. So if you're a big ego, trying to prove something, trying to impress people, if you have an agenda, Everything's pre-planned. See, the other, the other problem is, if it's pre-planned, it's not spontaneous. It has to be spontaneous. It has to just come off of your tongue without, you didn't even think of it. It just came out, and it's the right thing. It's, it's almost like, like a, it's, it's practically inspired. Because it's beautiful. It's the truth. It's fresh. It's alive. It's in the moment. It's not pre-planned. There's no ego. You got your ego out of the way. You're totally transparent. And you just speak the truth. Like little kids speak the truth. They're so, it's so beautiful. They just speak the truth. That's the way you have to be. So you go out in the world and you're fair and you're honest and you're patient with people and you're kind. See, you're not rigid. Not grumpy and rigid. Not slimy and, and trying to be clever to win people over like a snake. No, you don't want to be a snake on the one hand, but you don't want to be grumpy on the other hand. You're just a regular person. You go out in the world and you go about your business, you do your job and what have you. And once in a while, see, something will just trip off your tongue and it's just the right thing. Just what people needed to see or to hear. And the timing, you never could have timed it that way in a million years. You never would have thought of, the, of that. And if you had and said it, it would have, the timing wouldn't have been right. And there can't be any emotion in it. No anger. No excitement. Don't put any of your own energy in it. Let it be pure and simple words just dripping off your tongue. And if there's any energy in it at all, it will be love from your creator, a kind of energy that you can't feel, but that other people sense. Love calms and restrains emotion. But when you add emotion, when you're an ego, and there's any anger, any excitement, or you try to embellish it by adding emotion to make your point, it ruins it. So let it be simple. Let it be spontaneous. If you don't know what to say, then don't say anything. You're better off standing there silently without saying anything than opening. What is it that Ann Landers always said? She said, better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Better to just be silent. Let your silence speak. As soon as you try to make an impression, 
or as soon as you start backpedaling, as soon as you try to soften the message to make it more acceptable, it's ruined. Get your ego out of the way. And then something good can come through without you even knowing it. It just comes off your tongue and there it is. And it's beautiful. And you didn't pre-plan it. And it has a, it can have quite an effect. Because you didn't want to have an effect. As soon as you try to have an effect, you won't have an effect other than for things to backfire on you. But when you don't want to have an effect, when you have no plan, you have no agenda, then maybe you'll have an effect and it'll be a good one. So in a sense, you're, I don't want to say preaching the gospel, but you're setting an example by who you are. See, it's who you are. And who are you? Well, you're just a regular person. But you love what's right, and you always check with your intuition. You always check with your conscience. And you, somebody asks you a question, and you say, I don't know. How many times have I, have I said to my, my I, I said, I don't know. And then, all of a sudden, I did know. But the fact that I said I don't know qualified me to then know. See, if I had said, oh, I know, and then I gave something that was in my head, something I'd heard, something I'd studied, see, something pre-planned, something that sounds clever, something to impress them, then I would have been disqualified to deliver the message, the beautiful message. But if I say, I don't know, I really and truly want to say the right thing, I want to do the right thing, but I honestly, I don't know what the right thing is, and then all of a sudden, you do know. See? Getting Right with Roland. Two minutes of Roland's best. A listener called in and asked if you can preach the gospel while you still have a log in your eye. Here's what I have to say. You can talk about meaningful things, but when it comes to correcting error, make sure you're right first. Otherwise, you'll seem like a hypocrite. You can't lecture your kid about marijuana if you have a cigarette in your hand. So, you can talk about meaningful things, but when it comes to correcting others, make sure your own house is in order. See your own error. Wait for God to repent you. Wait to experience the life-giving emotion of repentance, the sad glad in God's light. Sad for what you see about yourself, but glad to see it. Don't try to change the world or save others. You can't save anyone. Only God saves. When your own house is in order, you can point out error, but don't go around looking for error to pounce on. Go about your life humbly and simply, do your duty, wait patiently for God to make an opportunity. Then speak the truth, but if there's to be change in another, it must be self-realized in the light which your words awaken them to. Do not try to change others or convince them. Give them space. Watch out for resentment. First, let go of the resentment before you speak. Then after you're right, then you can speak up about things, and some things should be spoken up about. But if you're pointing something out, let's say to someone in your family, like your child, for example, if you're pointing something out and then you see anger, then say, I'm sorry about the anger, but I'm still right about what I said. Do you get it? I'm sorry about the anger, but I'm still right about what I said. It always has to be what's right, 
not who's right. It's not your responsibility to try to change others. Your only responsibility is to speak the truth in a timely way. And if any change is to happen, it must be between them and their conscience. Something that they see for themselves. Be sure to look at your own wrong first. First get right with God. Look to Him. Don't look to anyone else for support. Find God and do what you know is right in your heart. If in the past you did someone wrong, you can go to them, if possible, and apologize. Simply say, this is what I did to you and I see now that it's wrong. I'm sorry and I apologize. Then take leave. Don't ask them to forgive you. Only God forgives. Clear the air and then take leave and go about your life. It always has to be what's right, not who's right. When they see that your allegiance is to the truth, no matter who's right, whether they're right or you're right, or no one's right, or you're both right, your allegiance is to the truth, what you know in your heart, first, last, and always. And if the truth should show you to be wrong, then you admit it right away. Don't wait, because if you wait, then you may come back and say something out of guilt or to save face. Say it right away. Oops, I was impatient. I'm sorry. And then continue. It's all very simple. Wait for God to make opportunities for you. Wait for him to show you your own wrong. Let what you are speak for yourself rather than trying to find words. If the right thing comes to you, then just say it. If nothing comes to you, then nothing is what you're supposed to say. And bear in mind that also that uh, it's not always what you say. Sometimes nothing needs to be said. So let your silence speak volume. A look on your face, a gesture, your quietness, your, no, your nobility speaks volumes. So let your silence speak volumes. Let your honor speak volumes. Let your honesty speak volumes. Let your willingness to stand for what's, what's right and lose benefits. Let it speak volumes. Let your patience speak volumes. And you will be a man after God's own heart or a lady after God's own heart. And the rewards will be fantastic. And yeah, there'll be some persecution in the world. People won't like your honesty. Tough. Who cares? But God will like it. All right? Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.
You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.